build these businesses and acquire money and make money to the glory of God. All the things that I build, all the things that I do, all the things that I invest in, I want to somehow glorify God in. And that's my motive. That's my driver. So Kingdom Capitalist is someone who loves making money to the glory of God. Are you a follower of Jesus that feels called to expand the kingdom of God through building and growing successful businesses? If that's you, then welcome to the Kingdom Capitalist Show that interviews amazing Christians using their business and money-making abilities to expand God's kingdom all over the globe. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Josh, welcome to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. So excited for you to be here. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up, Ellis, my man? Dude, tell my audience a little bit about yourself, where you are at in the world, and what you got going on right now. Yeah, so my name is Josh Wilson. I'm an entrepreneur through and through. I'm a coach, learning to be a builder again. Uh, I'm a kingdom capitalist, right? So I love being in this group. I'm a child of God. Uh, He's created me in some cool ways to uh, inspire people, to build people, to invest in people. And I get to do that on a day-to-day basis. And I'm a dad. I'm a husband, I'm a friend, <laughs> I'm a coach, right? I, there's so many cool things wrapped up in the identity, but at the at the core of it, man, I'm a child of God. I'm a kingdom capitalist. My mission on this earth is to build and grow businesses through some awesome people. So Ellis, thanks for having me. Well, I am so excited to have you on this uh, this show for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is because you know you have had a major influence in my life over this past year. Uh, you are uh, a lot of the the visionary behind you know our group, Kingdom Capitalist, and yeah. So there's so much that I want to dive in. So you, you said a Kingdom Capitalist. I know that uh, we have talked about this for a long time now, and really starting something like this. And so let, let's just start there. Like in in your mind. What is a kingdom capitalist? Help our audience understand the vision behind a kingdom capitalist, what that is, what they value, and really who that could be. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time uh, you know, from building businesses, working with you know, some big investors, working in venture capital and private equity, uh, starting companies, failing companies, building, you know, being a part of a lot of different types of uh, investment groups and enterprises and, and businesses on, on the core. I, I think the, the capitalist in me, in the kind of people that I like hanging out with, we love to build businesses, right? We love to be a part of the deal making, the transaction, the growth of things. Like it's in me, no matter what vertical I'm in, no matter where I am, I will always be focused on and being pulled towards these kind of people, right? Deal makers. Uh, the the kingdom side of it kind of like switches where, you know, like I've seen a lot of people, you know, big diamond earrings you know, private jets, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and, and that stuff is cool. And I'm not saying you can't have that, but it's just like my internal driver has switched over to, you know, build these businesses and acquire money and make money, I think to the glory of God. I think that's where the, I've had the shift in life is all the things that I build, all the things that I do, all the things that I invest in, I want to somehow glorify God in. And that's my motive. That's my driver. So Kingdom Capitalist is someone who loves making money to the glory of God. I love that simple definition, loves making money for the glory of God. Now that is going to put off a few people, that statement right there. Good. (laughs) (laughs) How would I know you're going to say that, right? So I want to dive into your background a little bit and, and hear a little bit of your testimony because I think oftentimes, and the reason I wanted to start this show is because 
the idea of making money and being a Christian, you know, it's a very negative stigma and they seem almost contrary sometimes because of my experience. And so, uh, of course, that's not how I feel now. I'm starting a show called Kingdom Capitalist, right? But, and this show isn't about me, it's about you. So let's dive into your background a little bit to figure out how you got there and how this, this idea of being a Kingdom Capitalist is makes sense. Yeah. So let me see if I can wrap that up probably like three minutes or so. Uh, my testimony is a testimony of failure. A testimony, and I was just talking with with my wife this morning. Uh, we were we were walking, and I was just like, "Babe, I have experienced so much failure." And I was like, "One of my specialties, one of my superpowers, is being able to recover." And I just remember, like, I started in real estate. I became a real estate agent pretty young, and connected investors and, and my dad and people, and we built you know, a couple million dollars of spec homes or a couple million dollars worth of multifamily. And, you know, early on, I built that. And when the market crashed in 2006, or it started for me in 2006, because I was in speculation, like I lost my identity. And I, I, I really had a hard time because I was the young guy. I had an office and people were looking at me like, oh, who's that guy? And I loved it, right? It fed this ego in me. And when that cracked, you know, I lost a condo, I lost a, a truck and and I lost a lot of my money and my friends. And I had to rebuild myself and I was like, who am I? And I didn't know, to be honest, I didn't know. Like I built so much of my identity and what I was building. And, uh, you know, I, I had to go back from driving a nice vehicle to a, a 20 year old Honda Civic in Florida with no AC. And I had one of those oscillating fans. So every time it like blew on me, it was just like blowing pure heat, like right on my face. It sucked. But, you know, that was the first time I had a major life failure and like, very public too. And I just didn't know what to do. And from there, I just bounced around from job to job, to job, to job, trying to find myself, trying to regain this. And it, it became Josh, the, you know, investor, real estate guy, Josh, the firefighter paramedic, Josh, the, you know, professor at school or the, the guy who works with defensive tactics in the SWAT team or, or Josh, the, the guy who's building a fitness company or the venture capitalist or, or all these things. And it just became like a, 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 search for identity and meaning throughout my failures. And I just remember like being on a bridge one day, thinking of killing myself. I had a pregnant wife with our first kid. We were on food stamps. And I just remember this is, so this is where the testimony really happened because I was a Christian my whole life. And I, and I say that maybe with some air quotes, but I remember standing on that bridge thinking of killing myself because I hated who I was. I felt like a wicked man because no matter what I did failed and I couldn't provide for my family. And the testimony is this, is even though I felt worthless, people were telling, family members were telling me I'm worthless. And like, I just had some major failures again in my life. And I was having a hard time recovering. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I wasn't making any money. We were living on government support, like walking through the line at the grocery store, having to hand over the EBT card, right? I felt worthless. I felt everybody looking at me going, you are a failure, you're worthless, whatever. And I started to believe it myself to the point where I was hating myself and I was wanting to kill myself. So here's the testimony is I was standing there and looking down, contemplating, okay, you know, like I think you know like suicide or or this kind of things is is starting to get real when you start to weigh the cause and effect of your actions. So I'm looking down and I go, okay, if I jump Will it hurt if I hit this concrete piling? Okay, cool. If it, if I do a you know a dawn sw- uh, you know uh, a swan dive into this, will that? What will happen to my wife and my pregnant daughter? What will happen to my family? And, and I was weighing these things, and I just felt like God say, Josh, who are you? And 
like I, I was like, you know, it wasn't some audible, like the, the clouds parted. It was early in the morning because I wasn't sleeping. And I just felt like God say, Josh, who are you? Mm. And I go, I'm not going to try. I'm going to try not to cuss on your show. <laughs> I don't know. And it really upset me. It really upset me because, you know, like, I know my name's Josh, but I had no clue of who I was called to be or my identity in God. I didn't know. And it really upset me. He goes, well, you know, you could jump. I still love you. But if you figure that, you're going to help a lot of people. If you figure out that question, who are you? I'm going to help you. You're going to help a lot of people through that. And that was maybe early 2012, 13, somewhere in there. I don't remember. But it inspired me enough where I got it tattooed on my arm. And now, I, you know, part of my hobby is coaching Kingdom Capitalists, coaching some dudes, help them figure out their identity in Christ. And that, that, this, that making money is actually a spiritual gift, right? <laughs> making money, yeah. building businesses, it's a gift. So that's, my, that's the testimony. At that point, wow. I stepped away. And it took me almost a decade, you know, to, to try to figure myself out. But, like, I'll, I'll still figure myself out for the, all of eternity. But uh, yeah, that's that's a little bit of the testimony. And now I do it to the glory of God. There's so much good in there. I, thanks for being vulnerable on our show. Uh, I hope that's going to help a lot of people listening who are just trying to figure out that question, who am I, right? Because in business and in our culture, so much of um, who we are can often be tied to what we do, right? I mean, that is outside of the Christian perspective. When you ask someone who they are, they talk about what they do. Right. Like, hey, who are you? What do you do? That's the first, you know, instead of who are you? It's, hey, what do you do? Because our identity is tied to what we do most of the time outside of the Christian faith. Yeah. So the, the question I have to kind of pull out of that story is if a kingdom capitalist, you said earlier, is someone who loves building businesses for the glory of God and that's their calling. I mean, how do you do that to have a calling that is to build businesses or to make money for the glory of God and yet that not be so intrinsically tied to who you are? Yeah. So if those listening in could just take away maybe one thing from this show and from this interview is we are not our titles. Okay. You are not your title. All right. <laughs> like if you are a believer listening into this, so you believe in Jesus, we're, if you believe in God, we're built in his image, right? So he calls us sons. When we accept Jesus into our heart, we are called his sons. He adopts us. So what happens is we no longer, my name is no longer Josh Wilson. It's like Josh, son of God, right? So you got to like transition this. When he adopts us, we then take on what he owns because we become his family member. So we get the inheritance. We get, you know, he, God owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. Like, we we own that josh owns that but he also takes on my debts right the sins that i've done all that crap that i've done but also my physical debts like if i fail a business like he owns that failure with me he owns mm -hmm. the debts with me when we realize that we are not our titles and that we are built in the image of god and we are his sons or daughters in that then whatever we do it's doing it with god it's in, in communion in and walking with God. So I think it's this. We're not our title. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO, investor, a janitor, and have to start over. Like when I failed businesses and, you know, my first couple of businesses, I had to go back to working at a moving company. Uh, Josh wasn't Josh the mover, you know, working at X dollars per hour, moving boxes, you know, killing my back. But I was still at that point 
I was still a capitalist. I was still an investor because I was still finding opportunities to invest in people, build things with. And I was always thinking about business. I would just have headphones on, listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad again, you know, how to win friends and influence people, listening again to Tony Robbins, listening, you know, like, so even in the middle of my failures and having to rebuild myself, which I've had to done like 20 times, my identity was set because of who I am in Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you, you knew your identity was built on on the rock, which is Christ. Let me ask you this, kind of in that time to go back to your story, maybe one last question about that. When you were really struggling, you were on that bridge or you were in that grocery store, you know, you said that you had a moment where you felt like God was really speaking to you. Kind of outside of that moment, though, like and this is for our listeners who may be trying to figure out who they are as well. What are what were some verses or some promises from God that were really important that, that God used to speak to you about that question of who are you? So, yeah, so I'm not a Bible scholar and I don't remember things very well. So I, I constantly have to write things like on my body, it says pray <laughs> or on my leg, right. it says glory, faith, love, uh, <laughs> yeah. life and death. Right. Like, so I, I, have, I forget things uh, pretty easy, but um, there's a few verses that really stand out. Like, I know the plans that I have for you, plans of good. Right. Uh, another one is you were fearfully and wonderfully made. We are made in the image of God. He, gosh, there's so many good ones that I, I wish I was prepared for that that question. But that's okay. Uh, I'll come back. Yeah, those ones that are like, like, I, I love you. I built you. I paid the price for you. I mm. adore you. Like he's looking at us, going, man, gosh, you keep on like beating yourself up about how bad you are. Man, I think you're great, Josh. Yeah. I think you're awesome. Because yep. when I didn't feel awesome, God telling me that I'm awesome felt good. Yeah, that's so powerful, right? Because, I mean, you know, we do believe that the reason we needed Christ down the cross was because we were sinful. We have sins, but yet I think so often we take that same mindset into the new creation life where as a Christian, that shame is taken away, right? Like we we are God's children now. And the power that that can have on a kingdom capitalist or someone who is out trying to build businesses without the fear of their identity tied to their failure. Are you kidding me? Like imagine if you could go and take major risks like in life and business because you're not tied to that no longer. That automatically sets you apart from 99% of everybody else who's doing business in the world. Yeah. And here's the thing, whether I whether we, let's say we, whether we win, whether we lose, whether we succeed, whether we fail, it doesn't change our identity. And if I can operate in that and try my best, and I, I fail a lot, man, but like if I could try my best to do what is right and do these things to the glory of God, then every day I'll move closer to my core mission, the thing that drives me. And, you know, I still make mistakes, you know, like I'm still getting caught up on some of the failures. Like I'm still trying to recover. I'm still trying to make right, redeem what I've done, you know, in the past. And, and mm -hmm. that's the, that's a part of life is that, that journey of, you know, mm -hmm. becoming responsible for your actions and making right what you have wronged mm -hmm. or, you know, repaying debts, right. Being free from those kind of things. So yeah, it's a journey, man, but it's a, it's a cool journey because, I get to do it with cool dudes in this group, right? I get to do it with uh, cool people that, you know, we get to mingle with and, and work with and make deals with. So we're, we're not alone. That's another thing, man. Gosh, I felt alone in my journey. And having groups like this, I am not alone. I could, I could pick up the phone any minute and I could call my boy Ellis. I could call Joey. I could call Bo. I could call Andrew. I could call Brad. I could, at any minute, 
I could call someone and have someone there to pray for me, to give me business advice, to open up doors for me. And these dudes like would be happy to do it. They know, like I'll text them at five in the morning. I drive my, my dudes nuts. Like I'll text or call people like five in the morning, but it's because I love them. <laughs> I'll drive them nuts to the glory of God and to, you know, to love them, man. That's, these are my people, my people. Yeah, that is so huge. Uh, a community of of like-minded people that really believe you, support you, can keep you grounded, um, and but also who are ambitious, who want to to do more, who want to go to the next level. Like that has been uh, such an encouragement to me. I, uh, one of the things Josh is talking about, which this is not open for everybody. Uh, but we have a mastermind group for Kingdom Capitalists that Josh and I and another friend has started. And so there'll be more information on that uh, maybe at the end of the podcast. But uh, that's what he's talking about and, and something that we're really, really, th- I mean, proud of and thankful for because uh, it's added so much to our lives. Uh, all right. So I've gone through your coaching. You have been a coach of mine. It's been really awesome. And this idea of like, who am I is something we constantly talk about. But for the listeners, there's also two other questions you ask about. A lot too, right? So as a coach, kind of being a coach, go ahead and give them what I have paid a lot of money for <laughs> to, to, to answer, right? So they got you. you you're going to get it for free, audience. Um, so who are you? That's the first question you have to ask. What yeah. comes after that? So thank you for paying me a lot of money. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I found. And here are the questions that ultimately help save my life, but help me create alignment, right? So we're made out of this flesh, this the you know skin and muscles and bones and such so we have the body soul and spirit right when we learn to to be in alignment with who we're created to be right our strengths our our desires our in, internal drivers and when we could start to remove that which is not right who we are but when we could get this core focus of our identity that who am i question when we get alignment with that things start clicking in our life all right so the first question i always start to work through with my dudes and my coaching program, which like I said, man, coaching is a, it's a hobby of mine, man. I enjoy it and I do, I do get paid and it's fun, but who am I? The next one is who is my community? I'm improving and evolving as I learn more about my people, but who am I? Right. That's my identity. Who is my community? And what is my value proposition? What is my offer? What do I do to serve this community? So that's tactically. A lot of people do this like they flip these. Let me repeat these. Who am I? That's my identity. Who is my community? That's my people. And then like, what is my value proposition to that community? Right. That's like tactically, what can I do? A lot of people do this backwards. So if you're like, Hey, you know, nice to meet you, Josh, who are you? And they're like, I'm a doctor. You know, (laughs) I've spent a lot of money to have these two initials in front of my name, but they start with that. You know, what do I do? And a lot of times if we build our identity on the, what do I do that, you know, like what's my value proposition, you know, that little thing, what happens is you'll see a lot of people have midlife crises. They'll get through where maybe an industry shifts and they'll be out of a job and their whole identity is cracked. And cause they, they build that kind of like that framework backwards on, instead of who am I, who is my community inside that community? Who are my life advisors? Who are the brothers that I work with? Who are the people that I mentor? Who are the people that I serve? Who are my ideal clients? Like these are the questions within these group of questions and it gets deep, man. And we have some fun doing it. And then the last thing is actually, you know, what do you do for them? <laughs> so those are the three questions that I ask all of my uh, coaching clients and my dudes and like I said, it's evolving. It's getting better. It's improving. And we're testing yeah, it out. 
I think that's so huge because often like as an entrepreneur, if we want to get an entrepreneur, like if you want to become an entrepreneur, it's first of all, we kind of skip over. We don't take enough time to work on ourselves, right? Uh, which is the, the value of having a coach or having a mentor uh, so that you can get really clear on who you are. Uh, but then if we do are lucky enough to have a good coach and we figure out who we are, we automatically jump to, well, what do we do? Like, I want to go do something. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I got to go figure out how to make money and go create something or come up with this next product. When we've missed the second biggest question, which is who do I serve or who is the community that I want to be a part of in serving? Uh, that is so massive to understand. I think it's such a good word, Josh. I appreciate that. And I hope listeners, you're catching that. Who am I first? Then ask, be asking if you're trying to figure out where you are, or even if you're in a business and you want to take this to the next level, instead of trying to just focus on the product, Focus on your audience, your community. What do they need? Get really, really good at knowing them. And then you'll know exactly what you need to go to create. Would you agree, Josh? Yeah. So if you're having a hard time finding your purpose, the purpose of your life, you're like, what is the meaning of life? You know, I think it's to be in communion with God, right? Because he wants to be with us. Like if you look at Adam and Eve in the very beginning, he created us to walk with us, right? And then with, with sin happened, it separated us. And he goes, not prescriptively, but he said descriptively, ooh, now that you did that, you're going to experience these things. So I think one of the falls of sin has created in Adam a rift in his identity, where now he has to find meaning in his work, that you will work the fields, you will toil, you will try to produce fruit, and there will be thorns in it, right? So and he, that wasn't a curse. Like God said, now you're cursed. I think he's like, oh, man, now that you did that, this is one of the results that will happen. So in this, if you're trying to find your meaning, your purpose in your life, it's when you align your skills, your talents, your identity, your personal value proposition. When that's aligned with who you were created to be and you're serving the people that you were supposed to serve, that is when you find your purpose. Think of it this way. Your purpose is in the people. All right. Nobody was meant to be alone. Even, you know, even if you look at the, the Trinity, right, even there is perfect communion in everything. So if you could find out your people who are my people, you will find your purpose in there because the more you get to know your people, you'll know their pain points. You'll know their problems. You'll know their things that they need help fixing, right? My people, dude, my people at the very niche of it are kingdom capitalists. You get even more niche deal makers. Like I love deal makers, right? I love people who are like the transactional things, like investing and buying the acquisition side of things. These are my people. These are the people that I had the most fun with, right? So your purpose is in your people. And if you look at who your community is, you can learn more about their needs, their desires, their wants. And if you could write out a journal in their diary, you nailed it. Like you got it when you know your people that well. And I am passionate about that because I am constantly figuring out what my people need. Yep. So I'm always thinking about them and I love them. I love my people. That, That's awesome. That's I kind of, awesome. I kind of blacked out for a minute. Did I answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that was great. Uh, okay. So this is the kingdom capitalist show. So I do really want to talk about your work and what you have going on right now and just how God is using you and even how you see God in your work. And so let's dive in. I mean, we, we talked about coaching, but I know that coaching is, is one of the things that you do. So tell me a little bit as a kingdom capitalist, what you're working on right now. Yeah. So I work with an investment group and we specialize in like digital arbitrage, digital private equity, venture capital. So we're an investment group that invests, right? So I am what they call a chief partnership and strategy officer, CPSO for this group. 
And one of my roles within this group is to help launch new companies and to help partner with existing companies and deal makers. The exciting thing is some of the companies that I personally am building within this umbrella, within this framework, is uh, I'm a real estate broker and investor, and I have experience there. So we're building a brokerage focused on uh, what we call deal arbitrage and digital marketing arbitrage and and investing private equity you know, through growth stage companies in the real estate vertical. All right. Also, uh, in the future, we're going to be building it in the business brokering vertical and in the capital uh, formation and uh, capital community. So uh, I get to help launch these companies. I don't know if I'm the best CEO, but I'm really good at activating and, and starting. So we'll get these groups off, off the ground. We'll invest in other deal makers in the real estate vertical uh, business brokering, you know, M&A and in the capital side. So uh, pretty much focus on the acquisition of opportunity. That's what we're really good at. So who would be like an ideal client or an ideal target for someone that you would want to back with capital? I don't know yeah. if you can give an example, but would love to actually have an example. Yeah. So uh, let's just say there's a guy or gal out there who is an expert in their uh, real estate niche, right? They're a commercial real estate uh, broker. They own their own company. So, you know, we don't like investing in like a, a major franchise that already exists, right? They don't necessarily need our abilities. But someone who uh, they're an expert in their industry, they have their pipeline kind of built out already. They have a predictable business model and they need some growth capital so they could acquire, you know, more customers, get to more at bats. Like that's our sweet spot. That's my sweet spot is an investing in with them. And I'm looking for, you know, we're built out a bunch of partners, but our, our big goal is to have a hundred of these partners that we're investing in, right? So they have a predictable model. They're ready for, for scaling, but they need some help on acquisition, getting more at bats for opportunities. And then we take down some big deals together. So I'll invest in them. We'll invest with them and we'll build with them. So as of now, right, we're, we could always shift and move as we're learning more about our people, but that's, that's our sweet spot. Do they have to have like a minimum in revenue already in place? Uh, that's a that's a really good question. Yeah, uh, they have to be you know post revenue, so they have to be making money. They can't. Uh, we have invested in our group has invested in in my investor. We've we've invested in groups that are pre revenue, but for for this focus, it'll be people who are already experts in their industry. They're already making money. They already have momentum and a little bit of traction. They need growth. And, and there's great people out there who, are, who do growth services, and, and that's, that's a little different. You know, we come in and we get, we'll invest in even a growth services company to help our deals, but we want to help, help them have that upswing. That's where, that's yeah. where we like to do, and that's where we that's like really to put good. our money. Um, well, while we got a little, I want to, one more question on that while we got a little bit more time. Since you're the growth expert, you know, uh, you said not CEO, but you love helping grow businesses. I mean, what are some things that you do to help, let's say, that broker or that team really get more at bats uh, to really grow their business? Is there, is there some things you could share with us to help us? Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I was gonna, the first thing that came to mind is like, yeah, get on LinkHinks. You know, we have a yeah. lot of, <laughs> I'll get more specific and, and give a better answer, but. This is just a, an easy tip is like, where do your customers hang out? And if you're in B2B sales or if you're in any type of sales, like where do your people hang out? Like LinkedIn. All right. So, but let, let, let's back up and let me give a better. Get on LinkedIn, people. Get, <laughs> get on, on LinkedIn and then follow me and Josh when you get on there and connect with us. Yeah. Ellis, you're, dude, you're crushing it on LinkedIn. If you're not connected with platform. Ellis, like 
follow his work, follow what he's doing. Dude's an influencer born Thank through you. and through. Yeah. All right. So uh, a better question is here's a tip for, for growing, right? It's the same questions that I'm asking my dudes in my coaching program, right? Who am I? Right. So as a company, who are you? Right. Second question, who is your community? All right. So in that community, who are strategic partners that you can work with to get open up deals? who are you know, potential referral partners, who are your ideal clients, right? So if you just focus on that kind of stuff a little bit, and then tactically, how do you serve your referral partners? How do you, uh, you, know, how do you serve your uh, partners? How do you serve your ideal clients? That's the third question is, what do I do for them? How do I serve them, right? So if you just ask yourself those questions, those are good things that could help you as an individual grow your life right? And get some traction. But as a business, once you clearly more, you know, more clearly define those, it helps. So it's principles that will help you grow as a person or as a business. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you. I just made that up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We've been working on this for a really long time, a decade of pain. <laughs> oh, this has been so great. Ellis, let me ask you a question if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. In your, in your story, in, in what you've built, you know, you've built a nonprofit and you've helped syndicate some big real estate deals and, and take down some things. And, you know, like why, why is it so important for you to be, you know, building this, building kingdom capitalists and building this group? Like what inspires you to build, to be a capitalist yourself and to, to grow this? Like what, what drives you? Yeah, that's a great question. This is, uh, Looks like you're taking over the host here now. <laughs> I'm uh, not trying to do that. <laughs> no, no, this is great. It's a great question because what, you know, early on in this podcast series, we, we people don't know what this is yet or don't know the the real heart behind this. So I love being able to talk about this. Um, I mean, I think for me personally, like I, I've never had a good view of money and work. Uh, money was the big wedge between my family and my parents, and so I went away from that and I went to the nonprofit world and I built nonprofits because I thought that was the best use of my time and my impact. And as long as I was creating impact, but not messing around with money, then I was in line with God's will and doing what I thought was best. And uh, I just began to see over the time as our nonprofits grew that money couldn't be that bad because we sure needed a lot of it. <laughs> and I was constantly relying on entrepreneurs and business owners to be able to fund things that we were passionate about doing and serving and creating. And so I don't know. I just think over time I, I began to realize and God began to teach me that Ellis, your, your, your passion for impact and creating nonprofits is amazing, but you have got to be in partnership with capitalists, with people who are, are good at creating the, the wealth vehicles to fund the things that you want to create. And I also just really enjoy real estate and I'm, I'm starting to enjoy, I think for the first time. And, and I would say, and it's even weird that I have to like preface this, but I, uh, I enjoy in a, I think in a, in a godly way, making money and it's fun. It's fun. I, I like to build. I feel like I'm, I'm imaging my father in heaven, um, as a creator, as a builder, when I do those things and I'm providing service for people when they invest in our real estate deals. So it's a great question, Josh. So thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so I get I get paid to uh, ask questions. Oh yeah, I I, I do a few podcast ho you know uh, shows myself, but you know like Ellis, you know what what I what I think is so awesome is like your your heart for this. Like there there couldn't be a better person for this. And I know that you're the you're the leader of this. You're my leader, and you know we're following and and working with you and and through you. You're the right person to be you know be a part of this. And I'm and I'm happy to 
to to see you building this, man. This is really cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, before I ask you the last question, which I'm just going to get your advice, I, I want to talk about this mastermind real quick. Um, uh, I know most people listening, this is probably not, uh, I don't know, it might, might not be where they are, but I think for a few certain people, um, because we only have a, a few certain spots kind of open at the moment, that this could be a really good thing uh, for someone who's looking to grow their community of Christian entrepreneurs and business leaders. Talk about the power of this mastermind, what it is for you and why it's so important that, that you think you're a part of it. Yeah, there's a, a ton of books. And if you look up on my shelf, I'm just going to turn around and look up at my shelf. There's there's a few books that are really important that speak to me, you know, like Super Connectors, How to Be a Power Connector, The Power of Who, uh, the book by Jordan Peterson, you know, The 12 Rules, right? And all these books in the Bible and in er- almost any single book on, you know, what's that book? Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich and, you know, How to Win Friends. Every single book that talks about success, it talks about community, right? There's a saying, you're the average of the X amount of people that you hang out with, right? Birds of a feather flock together. And there's these biblical principles about community, right? But the problem with kingdom capitalists, like before this club, before this group, before this roundtable, before this mastermind exists, the problem is that there's there's nothing out there where the group of individuals who come together as a community that want you to succeed. In Jordan Peterson's book, one of the rules are be with people who truly want you to be successful. Now, mm-hmm. now scroll through your phone and think about, you know, write down the people in your life that truly want you to be successful. Mom, your wife, right? Or your spouse, right? Because they're like, I want you to be successful because, or maybe they don't, but like, let's just say they do. I want you to be successful so we can, you know, live the life we want or so we could give, so we could be generous, right? But write down a few people that you think who truly wants you to be successful. I've had partners that didn't want me to be successful. They wanted to be successful through me, right? But think of the people that truly want you to be successful. I bet that's a small list, right? I think that's the power of this. Yeah. Like we're, Gosh, so we're with a group of people that truly want each other to be successful, right? When I want Ellis to be successful, I'm going to go out of my way. It doesn't matter about money. It doesn't matter uh, what, what I look like. Like if, when I want Ellis to be successful, like I'll connect the dots. I'll connect them to people. I'll think about him. I'm not thinking like, what's in it for me? Like I want. That's so Ellis. true. I mean, it's so funny. Just even just now, I, was, I have a real estate mastermind as well here in San Diego. And um, one of my members was just telling me the other day, he was talking about Philadelphia and he likes that market a lot. And I was just on the phone with a guy I met from LinkedIn, by the way, everybody, um, that who owns a wholesale company in guess where? Philadelphia. And who do you think the first person I thought about when he said Philadelphia? I was like, Bradley. So, I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, and you do that for me and our other members do that for one another. It's the power of the mastermind. Uh, it's, it's really looking out for the good of others. So uh, get into proximity. I'll post a link to that in the show notes uh, for anyone who's interested in, in learning more about that mastermind. Uh, we're looking for a few members uh, to join us in this next year. And so if you're interested, uh, would love to have you apply and and then jump on the call to see if you're a good fit for that. So, but Josh, let me ask you one last question before we get off of here Um, for our audience. uh, As it relates to being a kingdom capitalist, uh, a man of faith, a man who is an entrepreneur and a business leader, if you could go back, you were 22, you just graduated college, you know, you still had a head full of hair uh, and no beard, uh, (laughs) you know, a young, wild Josh. what would you tell yourself 
what advice would you give yourself kind of as it relates to what we've been talking about? Yeah, I would love to hear that. So I'm blessed with a full head of hair. I wear, you know, I, I'm taking off my hat. I always That's wear a hat. Actually, I you got do have hair. a nice head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> so everything was correct in your thing, except I have gray hair. True. All right. Good, good point. All right. So I, I'm going back and I'm talking with my 22-year-old self. I think I would ask this question because when I was standing on the bridge, I think I was like 27, 28, 29. Man, I must have been in my early 30s. So I would have asked that question to myself. I would have grabbed myself. Now, my 20-year-old self was pretty tough, so I might, I might want to bring some friends with me. But I'd, I'd grab myself, hold myself down, and be like, figure out who you are. You're, you are not who you think you are. I'd be like, figure out who you are. And just to give you a clue, Josh, your identity is built in Christ. And then I'd slap myself and run away. <laughs> mm. Mm. And you think that would have saved you just even just being able to ask that question over and over again throughout your 20s and your 30s, that would have saved you from so much, huh? Uh, I'm hard-headed. Probably not. I would probably go like, <laughs> up and like chase the old man. Like, who was that old guy that looked like me? I'm going to beat his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good way to end. And uh, I just hope that that really resonates with everyone listening, that there are just a couple questions that we have to continue to ask ourselves in this journey. And one of those is who am I? And to be reminded uh, of our identity. Go ahead. I know you want to say something. Oh man. If everybody did this one exercise with this, who am I? Who is my community? And what's my value proposition? You know, my value offered to that community. If you just did this one exercise and then, <laughs> and then send Ellis your answers and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Do this, like send this message, say to, to a group of people, write down uh, your top, you know, 10 people or 20 people or a hundred people and send them this message. Like my coach did this for me. I do this for my coaching clients. This has been the, one of the most impactful things I've ever done. Send this message to your, you know, some, some people that you know, like, and trust and who want you to be successful. You know, ask them this question. Hey guys, I'm working with a coach. And one of their challenges to me was to reach out to you, people that I know, like, and trust and ask them this question. What is my superpower in business? right? Like, wh what do you think that I'm really good at? And then see the results and then share them with Ellis because like that, oh man, it's so powerful. I, I received all this like affirmation from people that love me, you know, billionaires or people like super successful. And then people that are just, you know, just people that I've known for my whole life, but just like seeing the affirmations of what other people think are my values, because a lot of times I didn't realize who I am and my value. And then seeing what other people think I'm valuable at, I was like, wow, that, that blew me away. But share that stuff with Ellis because like he's an expert at being able to see people's values and uh, lift you up. But like that is, man, such a great challenge. Such a so, great fun thing. so you said reach out to top 20 people in your network or in your community. Tell them that your coach made you do this, yep. right? So it doesn't feel awkward. And ask them, hey, what do you think my superpower is in business or in life? Is it is, does it matter? Uh, if if you're in if you're a capitalist, so like this show, like the people listening in are probably capitalists, entrepreneurs, investors, business owners. So I think uh, gearing it more towards business, I think is helpful. But if you're having a hard time finding your identity as a human, uh, you know, you could take that route. But I'll yeah. gear it more towards the business side, the capitalist side. Yeah, that's really great advice. I know I've done that as well, and it was just so encouraging. And people were very friendly to to do that. So love that advice. Really, really good. Man, I am so excited for this season and this show and uh, the, the guests that we're being able to bring onto this show. 
uh, we we already have uh, several really successful entrepreneurs capitalists lined up so uh, stay with us if you're enjoying this uh, especially early on just would love for you to as josh was saying reach out to me leave us a review uh, a five-star review and tell us what you think give me your feedback Uh, that way i know what more to talk about what to emphasize and who to bring on the show so thanks for your time i hope you enjoyed the kingdom capitalist show josh thank you again my friend and we will see you next time Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.